You're listening to the Secrets of Successful Business podcast, your go-to source for business tips, tricks, and proven strategies that will help you create a streamlined and profitable business. We chat to the best minds in business about their journey. It is so worth it and it can take time, but it's highly beneficial. How they started. It's going to be really hard. There'll be moments where you regret all of it, but there are such high moments as well and just constantly persevere. What they learned along the way. Quickly discovering what your boundaries are and putting them in place and sticking to them. And of course, we'll ask them for their secret sauce for creating a successful business. I would say to anyone who wants to start a business, have a purpose. Join us as we take a sneak peek behind the curtain, talk solutions for those business pain points, working smarter, not harder, mindset and the challenges of fitting it all in with the demands of today's busy lifestyle. If you're a business owner, side hustler or just starting your business journey, this podcast is for you. Now, here's your host, business coach and content creator, Justine McLean from Flossy Creative. Hello, and thanks for joining me on the podcast today. In case we haven't met, I'm Justine, a small business owner on a mission to uncover and share the secrets of creating and running a profitable, sustainable, and successful business. I've been in business for over 20 years now, and I get to use all that I've learned along the way to help other women in business reduce the overwhelm, gain visibility around their numbers, charge what they're worth, and make more money. It's about designing a life you love that fits into your definition of success. So if I can help you create the profitable business you deserve, please reach out. Now, without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. No matter the size or age of your business, sometimes being the business owner can be exhausting. It often feels like a solo journey and with limited time and resources and often managing family, aging parents, partners and kids too, it's no wonder so many business owners hit burnout at some stage. So what's the solution? Well, as someone who has been at this business thing for a long time, in my opinion, it's crucial to identify and create a support network that will help you and your business thrive and grow. From staff to contractors, coaches to mentors, plus those business BFFs and connections you gather along the way, each can play a small or big role and can make a significant impact on your business. So in today's episode, I thought I'd talk about some of the people that are worth having in your business village as you navigate your business journey. Now, the first thing to be said here is that I am a bit of a serial do-it-myselfer. You know, one of those people who is slow to hire, quick to fire, and who on some level would do everything myself so that I know it's all done to that perfect standard. But over the years, I've learned that this approach is not always the best approach. It definitely leads to overwhelm and ill health, and it will eventually catch up with you. I can absolutely promise you that. So if you're listening and you like me, don't be like me. And while most small business owners will be accustomed to wearing multiple hats, you know, juggling various responsibilities and doing a lot yourself to keep your business afloat, particularly to keep that cash flow positive, there will come a time when trying to do it all is going to hinder your growth potential. So if you're like me, but I'm getting better, I promise you that, or if you're running a business with no team or a small team, 
Don't underestimate the importance of hiring help. It doesn't always have to be a full-time person. It can be a contractor, but it can be a game changer. Hiring help not only allows you to focus on what you're good at, but it also allows you to bring in those specialized skills and knowledge that you might not always have at your disposal and that could make big and positive changes for your business too. So when you're thinking about hiring help, whether it's a contractor or a staff member, here are some tips that I have found really useful in my business. First one is be slow to hire, but quick to fire. Why? Hiring a new team member is a big time and financial commitment. So you really have to make sure that you've got a job for that new person and not just a job for now because you're super busy, but particularly if you're hiring a staff member, a job for the foreseeable future. I can't tell you how many business owners I've worked with over the years who think they need someone for 20 hours a week and then they get that person in and then they don't really have that sort of work for them. And so all of a sudden they've got this person on their staff that they need to find things to fill their time. And they're spending all this money probably for something they don't really need. So have the job, write down the job description, work out what it is and how long it's going to take before you hire the person. It's also really important to understand your business culture and the type of person that is going to fit into either that existing team or who is going to work really well with you and who's going to be a real asset to your business because at the end of the day, that's what you want, particularly when you're running a small business. It's often hard to find someone who understands what small business is all about, particularly if you're hiring someone on a part-time or a full-time basis because So many people are used to working for big organizations and they don't really understand that all hands on deck mentality of running a small business or of owning and operating a small business. So you need to have someone who is really flexible and understands exactly what it's like to be part of your business. And then the last thing with being slow to hire and quick to fire is that it's easy to hire the wrong person. And that can be a nightmare because there are so many legalities and rules around hiring and firing. So for me, it's important to get it right the first time, which is why I say to hire slow. But if it's not working out, fire fast. Now, The next tip that I have around hiring help is that if you do want to go down that track, it can definitely increase the expertise and efficiency in your business. So even if you don't want to hire a team, what you might consider is bringing in a professional with a specific skill set who is going to, you know, accomplish tasks more efficiently and effectively than you would, saving you time and money. A bookkeeper is a great example of that. A social media manager or a graphic designer are some other examples that you might want to think about. But again, choose carefully, book a strategy call with that person, with the potential contractor, ask them how they can help grow your business or achieve those business goals that you've got on your agenda and make sure they're the right fit. When choosing a contractor, think about all those non-core tasks that you can delegate that is going to allow you to free up that time for strategic thinking or making decisions about your business and where you're able to just really focus on those activities that are going to directly impact your business's growth. 
And whether you're hiring a new staff member or a contractor, don't be shy about giving them a test task before you green light their position, because honestly, it is going to help you sort the wood from the trees. But everybody comes to a job interview saying that they can do all the things. Sometimes it's a good idea to really test the skills. And that has worked really well with a lot of the creative business owners that I work with. We've given a task to a potential team member or several potential team members, and we're really able to sort out who is going to be up for the job. Great tip there. So even if I do say so myself, now hiring help enables you to scale your business more easily. There is no question about that. So you need to choose team that are going to be able to help you achieve your business goals. Are they good for right now or are they going to be good for when the workload increases or you need to bring new tech into the business or there are tasks or projects that you might not be running now, but that you want to run in three or six months time? Is the person that you're thinking of bringing on board right for not just this iteration of your business, but for the next one as well? So really keep that top of mind when you're hiring. And the other thing that you should always keep top of mind is costs. So outsourcing is eventually going to lead to savings, just like if you put a team member on, it will eventually lead to savings. But there's no doubt that there is a bit of an upfront investment, both in time and money when you choose to hire help. So be prepared for that from the very start and just make sure that you've got the cash flow that can handle it, but also that you have the time that you can invest in that new person to give them the best chance to work out because that's obviously going to help your business. You know, you've got to just think long term here. If it's frustrating in the short term because they're not getting it or something's not quite right, but you feel like the person that you've brought on board has potential, then stick with them because the benefits once they get it are really going to outweigh any risks that you know you might have when you're investing in things like training or their wages or that equipment that's necessary to work with new staff. And if you're listening to this and thinking, yep, I definitely need to hire help, Justine, but I've got no clue who to hire. Well, here are some ideas that might get you thinking. So if admin is driving you crazy, you could hire an admin assistant or a VA. Virtual assistants are everywhere now and they can handle various admin tasks, including email management, scheduling appointments, data entry and research. Great for that. If finance is a struggle because it is time consuming and complex, let's face it, one of the best investments you could make for your business is to bring in a dedicated bookkeeper. Again, they can work in the office, they can work remotely, they can just work a few hours a week, tailor their services to your business. They can help with tasks like reconciling your cloud accounting software, doing your invoicing, your expense tracking, your payroll and your financial reporting. And they can also make sure that you have a beautifully accurate set of accounts that you are compliant so that you meet the deadlines you need to meet. And they can provide you with a timely insight into your financial situation, which is really helpful. So a marketing or social media manager could be another person that you could think about bringing into your business because, you know, like it or not, maintaining a strong online presence is really crucial today. And a social media manager in particular can help develop and execute that comprehensive social media strategy that might just be lacking in your business. They're able to create engaging content, manage online campaigns, and just analyze that data 
so that what you're posting is actually working. And if it isn't working, they know how to change it up to get the results that you want. Their expertise can help you reach a wider audience, drive brand awareness, and save you time and lots of effort making those crazy Instagram reels. Am I right? If writing is not your forte, you might want to think about hiring a content writer, particularly if it's just for a single project. It can be a real game changer. Content writers can put together things like blog posts, website copy, newsletters, social media content that aligns with your brand voice. And the good copywriters will do a couple of things. They'll actually help you with your brand voice if you don't already have one, but they'll also incorporate SEO into everything that they put together. And having that high quality and compelling content is going to bring people into your ecosystem time and time again, so they can be a real asset to your business. Now, one that I particularly love in my business is having tech support because tech is definitely not my thing. So I have a web developer that I use to help me when it all goes pear-shaped. I used to spend hours and hours Googling how to fix something, but now I call my web developer if the website crashes. But, you know, web developers can help with things like maintaining a professional website. They can create things that are visually appealing and functional so that you can have a website or a system that has great functionality, a great customer experience. And they can also ensure that your website's optimized for search engines by, you know, adding in SEO or having SEO prepared for your website. Super important. Someone else who might be a useful addition to your business, particularly if you lack design skills or you aren't inclined to learn something like Canva, is a graphic designer or someone who can use SketchUp or CAD, for example, because not only can they help you on the project work that you might be doing, but they can help elevate the visual aesthetics of your business, create eye-catching logos, marketing collateral, packaging designs social media graphics, you name it. A great graphic designer is definitely worth their salt. And finally, someone else who you might consider bringing into your business could be an OBM, so an online business manager, or maybe even an operations consultant. So an OBM would take that overview of your business, work out where they can help you optimize your business and where things can run more efficiently and they can actually pick up the running of that. And a lot of OBMs will have VAs who work for them to do more of the day-to-day stuff. So they tend to be like the manager that's overseeing your business. Whereas you can now hire operations consultants who can just really have a look at your business processes, streamline those, improve that efficiency so that you can look at, you know, cost reductions and just, you know, seeing where those bottlenecks are and putting strategies in place to help you optimize your business so that it runs really smoothly and that you give your customers a great experience. So they're my thoughts on some people that you could hire if you're thinking about hiring help. Now, the next section here is about coaches and mentors. And honestly, unless you've been living under a rock, You've no doubt encountered many, many coaches and mentors who are now on your social media feed. In fact, there seems to be this huge influx of these professionals as a result of COVID. And in a nutshell, business coaches and mentors are supposed to offer that broader perspective and guidance on your overall business and help you put in place the best strategies to grow or to achieve 
whatever the success, you know, milestone is that you want to achieve. And there's no question that hiring a coach or a mentor can be beneficial. If they've got the track record, they can absolutely get you and your business from A to B in the quickest possible time. They can save you time and money along the way, but most importantly, they can save you from making the mistakes. And that's there is a great reason to hire a good coach or mentor. But here is a word of warning about coaches and mentors. A lot of these people who are calling themselves business coaches or mentors don't really have the track record to back it up. Sometimes the people who are telling you that they can double your business in 12 months or help take you to multiple six or seven figures, or they're offering some other too good to be true service. And if you encounter one of these people and they don't have a track record to back up what they're saying, then my advice for you is to not walk away, but just run. Because there are so many people out there who are calling themselves business coaches, but they've only been in the game for a couple of years. They're being coached by other people and just repurposing and passing on the knowledge that they've learned from someone else. What you need in a business mentor or coach is someone who has been in the game for a while, who has seen the ups and downs, and who can help you really get to where you want to go in your business, who isn't just passing on something that they've just learned in a masterclass. Because when the rubber hits the road and things are not working as they should, you need someone who can think outside of the box because they've probably been through that themselves in their own business at some point in the past. I can't tell you how many times I picked up the pieces after one of my clients has invested a huge chunk of change with one of these so-called business coaches only to make no headway in their business at all. You know, sure, it might be true that in some cases the client actually didn't do the work, but as someone who gets the financial side of business, unless your coach has or your potential coach has really looked at your business and understands how you make money and how they can help you make more of it, they just can't make these crazy promises. And I'm not saying this to, you know, be disparaging against business coaches. I think everybody has their place. But what I do have an issue with is people who promise big things and then can't deliver. Because I have seen one business in particular where a business coach promised a multiple six-figure business that they could help this client create a multiple six-figure business. And the way that they were going to do that was by having this client invest a lot of money. In fact, she invested almost her whole life savings into Facebook ads for zero result. So that's just one story I can share with you. In my experience, I've helped many of my clients reach huge financial milestones in both their turnover and their profit. But there's no way that I could have made or that I will make outrageous promises at the start of our journey working together. I just don't think it's ethical because in my experience, there's just too many moving pieces to the business puzzle. So someone who comes in as your coach or mentor really needs to understand your business before they can help you. And that might take a couple of sessions for them to dig in and really get it. But bottom line here, if it seems too good to be true, remember it probably is. So getting off my soapbox now. 
You know, at some point though in your business journey, I would absolutely recommend that you hire a coach or mentor or join a group of like-minded business owners where the group mentor is an experienced business owner with a track record of running a business for, you know, several years and who's helped real life clients succeed. And so if you're thinking that a business coach or a mentor might be for you, here are some things to consider. These are my tips before you jump in with someone. The first thing you have to know is the sort of client that you're going to be. Is group coaching the best option for you? Or are you going to get more out of that one-to-one? Or do you need a combination of both? So decide what sort of coaching is going to suit you the best. And then what sort of style of coach is the person who, you know, is the person you're going to work with the best? So before you start working with someone, book that strategy call or the discovery call. Not only ask them how they can help you and your business and of course what experience they have, ask them, you know, you can ask them for testimonials and things who they typically work with and get them to tell you how they've helped other clients, but also explain to them what you need from them, you know, and see if you gel. If you need lots of TLC, but they're not that sort of coach, then they might not be for you. If they're the sort of coach that is going to just answer your question with a rhetorical question rather than providing you with a clear-cut strategy or with homework, then maybe that's not the coach for you. There's no point investing money in someone who doesn't get you or who you're not going to respond to. So always interview them first and don't be afraid to interview multiple coaches. Choose a coach or mentor who can provide the specific support, accountability and guidance that you need right now, whether that's in a single area of your business or whether that's in a wholesale way as you work towards your business goals. So coaches and mentors should be able to look at your business in a wholesale way, identify where the problems or the bottlenecks are and then provide those workable solutions. In my opinion, they should help you set goals, develop action plans, and then hold you accountable so that you are actually making progress. And when you hire a coach or a mentor, you're going to be paying the big bucks because their job is to bring that valuable experience and insight from their own entrepreneurial journey into your business. And those insights and the strategy that they're going to share with you are going to, you know, it's going to help you achieve your success journey faster, right? So it's really important to hire that person who has really, you know, business experience, who's been through the good times in business, the bad times in business, and who understands all the challenges that are going to lie ahead. I've seen coaches who, you know, as I say, are literally learning off someone else and passing that information on to their mentees as they learn it. And that might work at the start, as I said, but when the solutions required are not that straightforward or when things get tricky, those are the coaches that really don't have a clue what to do next because they don't have that experience to draw on. So just keep that in mind. A good coach or mentor should not only offer advice, but they should share lessons that they've learned and provide alternative perspectives and solutions that you might not have considered. They should offer personalized support that's going to help you solve your problems. So if you're not the sort of person who learns in a particular way, then you need a coach or mentor who can think on their feet and change that up. You know, I had someone working with me the other day who said to me, I don't get spreadsheets. I don't have time for them. I can't sit down and do all of this stuff. How can you help me? And 
And so we sat down and we did it together. We worked through it together. And that's what we use the session for. So it's about finding someone who's got the flexibility that you're going to need to get you where you want to go. Coaches and mentors often have extensive networks within their industries, and they can also introduce you to potential collaborators and clients as well and open up those new business opportunities for you. So it's another great reason, you know, to interview your potential coach before you start working together and just see, you know, what ecosystem they have to draw on when it comes to business. Whether it's a coach, a contractor, or a mentor, when you're working in a business, in a small business, and you're working solo, or you've got a small team, it's really crucial to have that support network around you. And you know, sometimes that support network doesn't have to be someone that you pay for. It can also be a business buddy that you've met at a conference or a networking event, or even someone that you've met online that you can bounce ideas off. Maybe you can collaborate with that person and work together. So just keep your mind open for the sort of person or people that you need in your business to help you, you know, tackle those specific tasks or provide guidance or give you that accountability piece or even people who can share their wisdom and experience or maybe save you time and money because they're taking on some of those jobs that you really don't like. Bottom line, hiring these sorts of people and being strategic about your hiring hiring decisions is going to help your business. It will save you time, particularly in the long run. It can optimize your resources and it can just help you focus on what you do best. And hey, isn't that what business is all about? So that brings me to the end of today's episode. And here's to your success. Until next time. Thanks for listening to the Secrets of Successful Business podcast. For more information on all things business, head to flossie.com.au and make sure you hit subscribe on the show so you don't miss another new episode. If you're enjoying the show, please give it a quick rating or review, share it on your socials or with friends who might enjoy it. Catch you next time.